Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. And I welcome you today. Thank you for being with us. We're going to call this episode, Hold Your Peace. All week, looking to the Lord, one, just to look to Him, that's what I do. No matter what I see in the natural world, I choose to look to Him. And also, for what this message will hold for you, I look to Him for that. And He put it on my heart to call this, Hold Your Peace, and that means to to hold the peace that you have. But it also means to have a quietness. Hold your peace. You might say it to one of your kids who's coming up, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, and you'll say, hold your peace. I've got the answer, but right now, just hold your peace. And the one thing I will say that the Lord put on my heart to say, and this is in regard to anything that is going on. I'm not going to focus so much on the nation today, but everything I'm saying has everything to do with it anyway. But you may be going through something personal. You may be in a country where things are not quite the same as what we are going through here. We have people listening from all over the world. But what the Lord put on my heart to say to you, and this is his heart. He's saying, rest assured. I see what's going on. And I am a God of justice. I'll say it again. Rest assured that I, this is the Lord speaking, this is his heart, that I see what's going on. I am a God of justice. And the beauty of that statement, just coming from my heart and the way the Lord gave it to me, is that it's scriptural. The scripture bears this statement thousands of times. The Lord has always seen what's going on. He's always been a God of justice. There's no question about either of those statements. And this verse comes to mind in Psalm 46. And as you can tell, I'm going slowly today and I'm just sensitive to God's move right here because I care about what he's saying to you. And that's just the way I have always been when it comes to sharing God's heart. In Psalm 46, there's something here that's really beautiful, and it matters, and it, and it is truth. It's what we really need to hear. It's Psalm 46, and it's verse 10. You know this verse. So many people know this verse. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. Isn't that something? I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. And hosts there means armies. The Lord of hosts is angel armies, really. That's what it means, literally. The Lord of his angel armies is with us. And the God of Jacob is our stronghold. And then it says Selah, which really means, in its simplest terms, take time to think about this. Meditate on that. Absorb it. Another version that I'm reading this scripture out of says, Cease striving and know that I am God. And the word literally means to let go or to relax. In the Hebrew, it means relax you. So he's saying to settle down, hold 
your peace. Don't react to what you see going on in the world. Don't let the news and newscasters and these people into your home and into your heart. Don't let what you see take control of your heart. Guard your heart because out of it flow the issues of life. Guard your heart. The thought came to me this morning, I was coming up to the studio to record, is that the city of Ephesus, which is the people that Paul wrote the book of Ephesians to, that city before Paul ever showed up was a disastrous mess, spiritually speaking, morally speaking. They worshipped idols. Their temple worship was filled with forms of worship that were just disgusting. Had anybody seen what was going on in the city of Ephesus, they would have said this is a place with no hope. And a message that has been brewing in my heart for months is that there is one message, one word, one concept that is more important than any other. And that is the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. No other message is above it. No other power or principality is above it. No other government is above it. No problem, no circumstance, no negative word, no sickness, no disease, no evil is above it. And if there was any word that should be in your heart today, it is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it will remind you of who you are. Do not forget who you are. Don't lose your identity. You are children, sons and daughters of the living king. That king is above all kings, above all nations, above all powers, above all principalities. And Paul understood that message. And he took that message to the city of Ephesus, the people, the same people he wrote the, the letter to the Ephesians. These are the same people. And that message toppled, broke down, crushed the idolatry, the idol worship, the businesses that made idols, the temples that served those idols. The message, good news of Jesus Christ is what broke that down because Paul was a child of the living king. And he understood that the most important message of all, no matter what he saw with his natural eyes, was the good news of Jesus Christ, that he has given us the victory over this world so that we do not live by what we see with our eyes, but we live by what we know of God, of his character, and this message is the message you must hold in your heart above all other messages because it's the only message in the end that will change anything that you see that is wrong. Either wrong in your town, wrong in your nation, or wrong in your own life, or family, or work, or a problem. It is a message, believe it or not, that is the message. That is the answer to all. It means that you are, in the end, a son or daughter of the living king. This morning I heard a testimony from a woman who was telling a story 
about a lady who had to go and get open heart surgery, and it was pretty, pretty serious. And the doctor who was performing the surgery had also invited a friend of his, a minister, to stand and observe at a distance, but he could observe. And the surgeon was a Christian. As the surgeon worked on the heart, because it's open heart surgery, they actually have to stop the heart. And he did everything he had to do. He did all the work he had to do. It was hours. And then they hooked the heart back up, just to put it in simple terms. It's a complicated procedure, but to, to keep this short, hooked the heart back up to start it again. And the first attempt to start the heart failed. The woman lay there with no heartbeat. And as a doctor's son, I can tell you that when things like this happen, there is a stillness that many surgeons, especially brain surgeons and heart surgeons, there's a stillness that comes over them, not panic. It's usually the opposite. It's a gift, really. And I thank God for that gift because I have it too. When things start going really bad, there is a stillness that comes. And they tried other measures, massaging the heart. And then they used electrical shock. This heart did not start. And the surgeon did something quite extraordinary. He leaned over, and folks, this is a true story. This isn't something that somebody made up. He leaned over to the woman, to her ear, laying there without a heartbeat, and called her name. And I'll just call her Betty. He said, Betty, I need you to tell your heartbeat to start. And the second he said that, her heart started on its own. And I'm saying this to say that when the soul and the heartbeat and when the core of your life seems to have stopped in some way, it's a word of God whispered in your ear of truth that will show you it has not stopped. The life of God is still in you and that we live and breathe and have our being in him. And we live and breathe and have life because of his word. And we live and breathe and have life and victory because of his promises. Not one promise that we've spoken over the last 12 months here on this program is a lie. Not one word out of this Bible is a lie. God is not a teaser. He is not here to frustrate you. He cares about every moment of your life. He has not forgotten you. As I started in the beginning, he said, rest assured, I see everything that's going on. And I am a God of justice. Trust him. Him. This is your moment. It's in your spiritual DNA to be a victor, one of victory. 
I've gone back to the story of Moses, I think, probably half a dozen times in the last few episodes when these people were standing there with Moses in their moment where the heartbeat had stopped, just like this woman on the table, all was lost. We're done here. But a word came forward as those people stood, knowing the Egyptians were coming to destroy them. This is found in Exodus 14, in verse 11 through 19. You can read that story, but one verse here that that fits so well into this message is verse 13, and it says, But Moses told the people, as they stood there waiting to die, their heartbeat had stopped. Their hope had ended. There wasn't a visual way out. They just didn't fully know the character of God. And he was going to show them his character. And he said, Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians, or let's paraphrase and say the trouble you see today, you'll never see it again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Hold your peace. Be quiet within your heart. Be still and know that I am God. That's your theme. Quiet that heart of yours. You have not died. He sees what's going on. He has not forgotten you. Nothing can separate you from God. I want you to look at one more verse here. This message is obviously intended to speak to the heart about what matters. And that God is looking. He sees. He knows what's going on. He's got answers. He always has. And that's what I want to encourage you before I read the scripture. It's in Jeremiah 29. Before I I read that, though, I want you to get quiet before God in your life. Turn the nonsense on the news off. Don't even let it in your home. See it as an intruder to your life, especially right now. I know that not everything that's said is wrong, but just right now, it's just chaos. Don't allow it in your heart. But the thread here is for you to get before God, who is doing amazing things throughout this nation and throughout the world, and find your peace in him. You cannot be the kind of person that allows every difficult situation to throw you off so far that you can't just live your life and live in peace and know that God will take care of you. He will take care of your work. He will take care of your business. He will take care of your children and he will take care of their children. He will take care of your finances. He will take care of every aspect of your life. And that is part of the gospel, by the way, is that he will take care of you. That's the theme here, to be still, to watch the Lord, not to be afraid. And if you're hurt and if you're discouraged, if you're confused, this is your moment to talk to God. It is 
It's always been the answer. Always. I miss talking about the gospel. It's the only thing that really matters to me. It's the greatest message of them all. It's the most victorious and powerful message of them all. And this, I believe, is what the Lord has, has given me as a ministry to explain the gospel and to show you just how vast it is and how broad it is. It's not just a little story about the birth and the death of Jesus alone. It is about the life transforming that has happened for us who believe. How that we become victors far greater than we're aware that we are more powerful in Christ far more than we are aware. That as sons and daughters, the privileges that we have are far greater than we know. Our protection is far greater than we know. And I implore you to look into the word, anywhere in the word. Look at Paul's letters to the Ephesians. I brought them up. Look at how he loved those people, how their lives were transformed from a desperately terrible city to a shining beacon of the gospel because of the message he brought. Paul didn't go to the Ephesians with some religious message. He didn't go to them with some complex and heady message. He went to them in the power of the gospel, the life-transforming word of God. And you know, to have some encouragement as to what is going on in this nation and in the world, that's going on. The gospel is being preached in our nation more now than we've probably seen it in decades. And it's being followed with healing and deliverance and people's lives being transformed right in front of other people who can see it. It's tangible. There's meetings in churches, there's meetings on the streets, there's meetings in tents, and you're seeing what they saw in the first church. People were coming to get set free, and that changes a nation and a people, just like it did with the Ephesians. Again, Paul went to these people, and they were a mess, and the gospel he preached saved their lives, and changed their entire community in a very short period of time. That's the message. The message of the good news of Jesus Christ and how it transforms the heart of a person to be free and to be victorious and free of fear. The scripture I was looking at here to share with you before we close is in Jeremiah 29. And I think it's a verse you know. It's verse 11, and God is talking, and he's saying, For I know the plans that I have for you. And one of the questions before I finish reading is, is, is I'm wondering, do you know the plans he has for you? You may not know specifically, but do you know the nature of the plans that he has for you? I'm not asking you if you know every piece of it, or what he's called you to do, or where you're going to be, or go. But I'm asking you, do you understand the nature of the plans that God has for you? Well, he, he makes it very clear here where he says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, goodness, good, and not 
for calamity. Do you see that? He's saying he has plans for you that are for good. This particular version says welfare, but that that word in Hebrew means completeness, soundness, peace, welfare. It means all of those things. It's favorable. That's the nature of the plans God has for you. And he goes on to say, and not for calamity. That's not what God has for you. That word in Hebrew means distress and misery and injury and evil, adversity, disaster. That's what that word means. And the Lord is saying he does not have plans for disaster and evil for you. He wants to give you, it goes on to say, to give you a future and a hope. That future means that he sees the beginning and he sees your end. And in between your beginning and your end, he wants good for you, not calamity. He wants a future of hope for you. This is a beautiful verse, and I hope you take time to look at it as I've explained it to you instead of just reading it like it's a poem. It's not just a poem to make you feel good for a few seconds. It's a word that is full of truth and a full picture that can turn your heart around. It's truth that can make you free. I'll read it one more time. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And it's saying, after that, then you will call upon me and you will come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search with me with your whole heart. You know, the Lord does say, seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given. Knock and the door shall be open. Take part in that. Seek. Be active in the process of seeking after God. Don't be a lazy believer who just kind of sits and waits for God to do. Seek for his heart in your heart. It's a wonderful thing. Now's your time. I thank God for his goodness. I really do. I thank God that even in difficult times, we have this. When we don't see how things will work out, we have this. And we've been here as individuals and as a people, as a nation, as a world, many times. Many call it the Red Sea moment when Moses is in front of the Red Sea with his people and there's no answer. They're coming to kill us. And God made a spectacular display and way for these people to walk into freedom. And he can do so easily again. And I believe he will. And he already is. In our nation, a revival has started. I've said it before, and I'll say it one more time. It'll be the greatest revival we've ever seen in our land. And it will sweep across this entire nation. So that's already happening. God is already moving. And as I said before, I'll say it again. This is the heart of God saying, rest assured, I see what's going on. And he's a just God. He's a God of justice. Let's put what's going on in his hands and pray. But further and beyond that, spend time, you and God together, you and God together, and find his heart so you understand he's above all principalities and powers and governments, and troubles, and peoples, and thieves, and wrongdoing, 
and lies. He's above all of it. Everything you see that you don't understand and you don't know the answers to, he's above all of it. And you're a victor in Christ. You are a son. You are a daughter. I'm reminding you of that today. He's reminding you, I believe, of that today. You are a son and daughter. That is something to ponder today. If, if you hear anything in what I'm saying today, be reminded that you are a child of the living God and ask him, Lord, what does that really mean? And open your heart for an answer and keep your Bible in front of you. You'll see it. You'll start to see it. And you'll start dancing and rejoicing in your heart in spite of what's going on. And I have to say, brothers and sisters, that's how I've been on and off throughout the whole week. I actually have more hope and just more excitement. What God's doing, I'm not really sure at all. When, I don't know. But I have a sense of excitement in my heart. And it's because I know his character and what he has done in my life when things were really at the end. I've been at that place many times. And I'm still here. You are too. So remember, as we close, you're a son and a daughter of the living King. Hold your peace. Know that he sees everything in the world that's going on. He is a just God. He's a God of justice. And never forget who you are and never forget who he is. And seek out the message, his message of his son, so you understand the depth of its meaning in your life and how important it is. And with that, brothers and sisters, I will end and I will say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Praise God Almighty for all the goodness he has done. And we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.